Welcome to the Desert Dirt Biker Podcast with Corndog and Eric. Alright guys, welcome to the Desert Dirt Biker Podcast, episode 47. It is May 6, 2021. I am Corndog with my co-host and good buddy Eric sitting here in Panaca, Nevada. What's up everybody? Welcome. Well, we got a kind of a cool show tonight. We got some guests stopping by and a couple guests calling in. So kind of excited. So on the phone, we're going to have Chuck Harvey and Steve Hammett call in. They just went down and raced the, uh, what was it? The Nora 1000. The Nora 1000. And they got second overall, physically first overall, but had a little mishap somewhere along the way and got a little penalty. So that stinks. But anyways. Yeah, man, they, they did awesome down there. Yep. Sounded like they had a great time. So Five-day race. I can't wait to hear about it. I don't know really a whole lot about that whole situation. So hopefully we get some questions answered and educated. For sure. And then we're going to have Jason Beam and Michael Coach Collins stopping by. They're the ones responsible for resurrecting or starting the, the Pioch Grand Prix here in Pioch, Nevada. The first annual Pioch racing through town. It sounds like it might be a hoot from the little info I've heard and seen and talked about. Anyway, hope to get a lot of information on that. Um, so they'll be swinging by here in a minute. Anyways, um, Rocky Mountain Fantasy, how'd everybody do? Uh, I made the top 10. I came in kind of strong at the end. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I did, uh, that last race I did pretty good, but. Brought you up to 12th. Overall, still struggled, yeah. Ashley finished up at 16th, so. But, big news, our winner in our group is josh tom 1990 or josh tom i know josh he lives in pahrump nevada anyway so josh i will be getting a hold of you reaching out we're going to send you a little care package and congratulations for winning i think you got out of everybody that played the rocky mountain fantasy supercross i think you placed like 202 i know you were up there in the double digits here for a while but hmm. I know this last couple of races, I mean, who would have thought that Marvin would have won? <laughs> Anyways, um, I'll begin a hold of you, Josh. Uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, don't forget to email us, thedesertdirtbiker at gmail.com, or check out our website, thedesertdirtbiker.com. Our email is at gmail.com, sorry or um, our Instagram, or our Facebook, Katie Eric. Send us your likes, your appreciations, your suggestions, guest ideas, tip ideas, race dates, anything like that. Um, What else we need to talk about, Eric? It's been kind of busy. Not sure if we're going to pull off a show for next week. We have the... Baja Nevada Legacy Race, and it's going to be pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, we pulled the map out 
a couple days ago and started mapping out our rider changes and fuel pit stops and uh, working on the logistics of that and it's it's gonna be pretty awesome I'm really excited very cool another thing we want to talk about pretty serious is putting together the desert dirt biker podcast trail ride we were thinking about putting something together towards the end of this year maybe um i don't know 10 20 30 riders and just do like a little 100 mile ride uh with uh, a lunch break or whatnot yeah we'll work on that for this fall hopefully yeah anyways just set a date and make it happen yeah when you do it figure out all that i know we have a lot going on and i still think it'd be fun if we could throw it out there anyway ashley just walked in the door she just got back from picking up a brand new bike what are you thinking ash tell everybody what you got beta 390 race edition cool brand new she's got a big old smile on her face so it must be good (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's awesome congrats very cool anyways well yeah let's go get chuck and steve and get them on the phone yeah let's get this going all right stay tuned we'll be right back this episode's guest is brought to you by blood lubricants go check out blood lubricants at bloodlubricants.com good how about you guys doing great Just, uh, we got chuck on too hey yep. chuck how, how you doing oh good how you doing doing great man awesome right. i think we got both you guys on so we got uh our two guests for tonight chuck harvey steve hammock um welcome welcome thank you thank you good right, chat well, with tonight you guys we'll, we'll talk a little bit about you guys and your recent trip down to the nora 1000 in mexico so i guess who wants to go first and just tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into your trip i'll go ahead steve. uh go okay uh, so Steve Hammock, uh, just uh, partnering up with Chuck Harvey here, but been racing in Vegas for a while and doing the local stuff, the MRAN series, and uh, a little bit of Best in the Desert, and some legacy racing this year. Um, yeah. Very cool. And are you a Las Vegas native? I am, yeah. Born and raised. Born and raised. Nice. Very cool. You don't find that very often. Right. Yeah, kind of rare, right? Especially for an old guy like myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the good old boys. Yeah. You can't be that old. Come on. Oh, man, 50. It feels like it. I'm getting up there. Uh, yeah. You are old. <laughs> <laughs> Got you beat, though, buddy. So you kind of been chasing the Best in the Desert series, Legacy, what – yeah, so, uh, you know, really started with the Amaran stuff, just doing the local ones, and that was just uh, a whole lot of fun. And then a friend of mine, Brian Hall, uh, kind of introduced me to the Legacy, or uh, the Best in the Desert series, and I think the first one I did was uh, Tonopah in 2017, and it uh, was super fun until I had a kind of a gnarly get-off, and I didn't want to finish the, you know, the only race I had done with Best in the Desert with a DNF, so I ended up racing the 2018 season uh in the ironman class and was fortunate enough to walk away with a championship there and then uh yeah and then ran it again in uh what 2020 i guess with uh gary smith 
in the over 30 expert class. And we, we snuck a, a championship in on that one. And then, uh, yeah, this year just been running around a little bit more with Chuck Harvey doing a bunch of different races. And then we've done, well, we did the first legacy and then, uh, that, and then the Nora this year. So, and sneaking up on legacies Baja Nevada. So that'll be a fun one. That's awesome, man. You guys have been busy for sure. So, um, Chuck, tell us a little bit about you. Oh, let's see. I'm, from? I'm not a native, but I moved here in, uh, when I was about five years old in Boulder city. So I've been here for 53 years. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've raced, I started racing Emran actually in 1975, 75 or 76, but just racing here and there and, uh, uh, done best in the desert legacy Moran, um, some score stuff, uh, raced, uh, this Nora Mexican 1000 rally, uh, a few times prior with my son Tyler so yeah it was a fun race and uh we uh decided to team up in the over 50 class nice that's awesome so yeah tell, let's just jump into the Nora a little bit and uh tell us tell us about the Nora 1000 um what's it like how long is it um where does it start where does it end what type of race it is okay Actually, it, it started, I think, in 1967. Um, it was a race from Tijuana all the way down to either La Paz or Cabo. And that um, is what the Baja 1000 became. The first race, it was Nora, and then it became Score, and, and it, it became the Baja 1000. And then the original uh, guy that started it, his son, Mike Perlman, <clears throat> started it up again a few years ago as the Nora Mexican 1000 rally. And, uh, I was watching it and it looked like a cool thing to do. And I, I think it was, uh, it was 19, 2017 was the 50th anniversary. So we decided to do that one and had a great time, but, uh, it's a rally. It's a four or five day event. Um, and you race about, Oh, 250, 300 miles a day. And then you stop every night in the different towns in Mexico on the Baja peninsula and then you start racing again the next day so it's a little bit about it do you take off the next day compared to how you finished the day before yes yes exactly uh your time is is uh you know calculated and then um i think they actually start the prior day's winner and not the overall winner so that whoever won the, the day prior is the one that starts the rally first. Okay. The, the stage winner. Yeah. The stage winner. Stage winner. Well, very good. <clears throat> so it's broken to multiple stages per day or just one stage per day. Actually there's uh it's multiple stages per day. There's um, there was three stages uh, some days, two others, and like one long one on one day. And then you'll have like transfer sections between those stages or how's yeah. that work? Yeah, the stage is the race portion, and it would be, some of them were as short as 16 miles. I think one was 150 miles. But, yeah, you race, and then generally the transport is uh, from one section of a highway to the next. They don't want us racing down the highway, so that's a transport section. And and, uh, that section, it's timed, but you're not racing. You have a minimum and a maximum time, um, which allows you to, you know, lube your chain, uh, get something to eat 
put some fuel on your bike and then then you're off to the next race stage okay and at the beginning and end of those transfer sections do they have like people staff or does it just go off your tracker or how's that work oh no there's a there they have like oh four or five people they have flags set up so you definitely know where the yeah. finish is it kind of looks like a big checkpoint um at every uh start and end of the stages yeah cool and then so as far as like equipment what what bike did you guys run it on and did you guys use road road books or gps or how's that work uh, go ahead steve <laughs> Yeah, so uh, for the bike, we rode Chuck's 450 uh, KTM as XCW, um, which we were super fortunate. We it, The thing just ran flawless, and uh, Chuck put the big tank on there. So we had, what, five five and change, Chuck, I think, on on Yeah, cool. yeah it was four and a half, five gallons. Yeah. Wow. And then, uh, so for us, it was, it was uh, that was my first time racing the, the Nora and doing the, the rally part of it. You know, I'm used to racing with... Uh, you know, course markings and all that kind of thing. So doing the nav was a little different, um, but we did use, they gave us uh, the road books and roll charts and all that stuff. Uh, so the first day, at least on my end, it was, uh, you know, kind of looking through the road books, but I wasn't real familiar with them. So we ran a lot of it off of GPS, but what we found when we were running off of that was some of the course line is so close together. If you're trying to run just solely off of GPS that, you really can't tell if you're on or off course until you make a fairly large uh, navigational error. So mm-hmm. it took a little bit of getting used to. And then what we ended up doing as we kind of progressed through the rally and fine tuned our, our technique a little bit is we'd review uh, the road books the night prior and really try to pick out the big stuff. Um, you know, like a highway crossing, you know, whether or not you crossed it or actually got on it or uh, just some yeah. of those more major points so we could save time and not really have to focus on, you know, which way we were supposed to be going to, you know, so we just tried to commit those to memory. Yeah. So you weren't second guessing when you got to that section. Exactly. Yeah. So they have a a ton of staff down there. They're all super nice and really helpful, but they, uh, and I think it's really because a lot of it's a rally. You're supposed to know the navigation, but when you'd come to a road section uh, and a little bit of a, I guess a language barrier in that sense too, you, when you come to the road, you're not sure if you're supposed to go across it or get on it. And the flaggers initially weren't very, uh, they didn't really tell you. Yeah. So they're just kind of really what they were doing was just stopping the traffic and then you went whichever way you needed to go. So again, coming from that best in the desert or a more local race background where you're expecting, you know, course markings and that thing, or you're used to them. It was a little bit of a challenge those first couple of days for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that could be tough. Yeah. So, did you guys have any issues? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I'm fairly certain. I'm like 99% certain that it was me on the very first day. Um, I missed uh, a turn of the course. So, I was pretty hesitant about going backwards, like what on the race course portion. So, I went back a bit, but then cut over to where the course was. And I'm fairly certain it was me that missed a, a VCP, a virtual checkpoint, which okay. cost us, uh, gave us a 10 minute penalty. Uh, oh, which, dang. Yeah. Which at the end is, is ended up what costing us, uh, the overall. So that 10 minute penalty, and we ended up about three minutes behind the guys in first. 
So wow. a little bit of an issue, but as far as the bike goes, man, everything else was awesome. The bike was great. We had uh, good luck with our chase vehicle, and the transfers were smooth. And So, yeah, how'd that work? Did you guys – were you you and Chuck your own chase vehicle? Did you just swap off each section, or, tra- or did you swap days or sections, or how did you yeah, – So we kind of split it up. I really – to be honest, was following Chuck's lead. He, he had done a real good job of uh, kind of mapping out the sections, like when we were going to change and who was going to be on the bike. And of course he knows Baja really well from the, you know, doing the 1000 and the other Nor races. So yeah, he'd just kind of tell me, Hey, meet me here. And uh, I'd be there and, you know, we'd switch bike. I'd get on the bike, he'd jump in the van and, uh, and off we'd go for the next section. So cool. it actually worked out really smooth. I, I, at least I thought so anyway, Chuck. Yeah, so, so it it was real smooth. Um, my goal was anytime the road came close to the race course, I wanted you know the the chase vehicle to be there just in case we had any issues. Um, kind of like we do in Baja, you know, any anytime you can take a look at the bike or you know make be there when it comes by, in case the rider or bike needs anything. So that's what we did, and it, it worked out real well. But yeah, one of us would just jump in the van, and one of us us be on the bike and uh we just kind of leapfrog down the peninsula that way so just the two of you you didn't have an extra pit guy or anything like that no the way Nora's set up um they set it up so you can do that and like a lot of the fueling will be on those uh transport sections and you just pull into a gas station you know in the town and and fill up your bike you always bring money with you so you can fill up your bike and uh you know take off from there yeah, so it's kind of set up so that you could do it without outside support, huh? Exactly. They have uh, they hire Mag Seven um, in the remote pit areas. You know, where a, I think every they had it set up so a bike wouldn't have to go more than sixty five, seventy miles. So the few places they did have uh, Mag Seven was there to pit all the bikes, and that's included in the in the cost of the race. Nice, nice. Yeah. About how many entries are there in a in the Nora 1000? Well, this year was real low. Um, I think there was 140 entries. In, in years past, it's pushing 300. So it and was are a, they all the same class or, or are there different classes? Oh, no, there's, there's uh, motorcycle classes. There's, there's, uh, there's vintage bikes. There's modern bikes. There's, I don't think there's all the ages. I think it just goes over 50 and over 60 um as far as the age classes and then there's all the cars and trucks just like almost like score you know there's there's oh bryce menzies was in his trophy truck and then you got um you know old class 11 uh baja bugs and there's utvs pretty much anything you can race off road uh there's a class for them all right and what class were you guys in so we're in the over 50, it was called, I think it's called the old dudes class or something. Like <laughs> vintage that. dudes. Vintage dudes class. Yeah if, yeah. if you're not on a vintage bike, you got to be a vintage dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <clears throat> so you guys said you took second in class or second overall? Well, both. Um, okay. The people that won the, the overall, they were also over 50. So it was kind of a, a, good, a good race for the old people right huh. got that old 
got that old guy smarts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a lot of it. There was a lot of guys racing hard the, uh, you know, those first couple of days, just really coming out of the gate hard. And, uh, I had a, one guy in particular was really, really fast and then just ended up having a kind of a gnarly crash. Chuck ended up stopping with him and that kind of put him <laughs> out. Um, huh. so it is kind of like the 1000, the Baja 1000 in the sense that it's, it's a really long way to go. So you kind of have to manage the equipment and, and yourself and everything else because it's much easier to put yourself out early if you're not careful. So was it a true thousand miles or how long was this one? It was, I think it was actually like 1100 and some. Wow. 1100 and change. Yeah. And where did it start and end? So it started in Ensenada um, and it ran some of the Baja course. Actually it started in Santo Tomas um, just okay. outside of Ensenada, but it, it ran some of the Baja 1000 course. Then it went up, over the mountains uh and ended that day in san felipe then from san felipe we went down to guerrero negro uh which is where baja south starts and then we went to bay of la and then from bay of la back up to uh, san felipe and then back to ensenada and that was the five days wow it, it's a lot of fun at, at the end of every stage. Uh, well, they hand you a beer as soon as you cross the line um, <laughs> or whatever you would like to drink. And then they have kind of a party set up, you know, with tents and that. And they uh, have great food um, at each each uh, end of each um, day. And it's kind of like a little party almost every day. It's It's a lot of fun. And you get to talk with all the other racers. And, you know, in years past when we raced the car, um, you know, you saw some of the greats, uh, Ivan Stewart, um, you know, some of the big names. So, uh, Robbie Gordon was there one year. It's, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And, and you guys are familiar with like our night, you know, MRAN's local night race series and just the feel that has a little more relaxed, like still racing, but just a little more relaxed, a little more fun. And, that's how that Nora felt to me. It was like a five day uh, in the daytime MRAN night race. Just a just a really good time. A lot of fun. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. The other. So, go ahead. No, you guys go ahead. Oh, I was going to say it's nowhere near as rough as the Baja One Thousand or even the Moran races. It's a it's a easier paced race. Um, in fact, there was a couple Porsche. Uh, rally cars doing it you know and 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 they made it so uh so the course isn't isn't as difficult as you know your typical baja 1000 that was going to be my question was there any really gnarly sections but it sounds like it's pretty pretty fast and smooth well yeah i mean there were some rough sections uh and there was there was a few uh silt beds but um they would have retrieval trucks uh, you know, because some of the vehicles could make some of the obstacles, if you will. So they have retrieval vehicles out there to uh, to get them through. But on a whole, no, it's it's not as rough as like the Baja 1000. Yeah, I'd say I'd say more like the best in the desert style or, uh, you know, something like that. A lot of higher speed stuff. And then, uh, you know, nothing too really overly technical, especially on the bikes. There wasn't really much that you couldn't just get right over on the bike. So do you think that's typical for every year or did that just happen this year with the course layout? 
No, it's that's typical for every year. I like I said, I've done uh, actually four now, and the other three that I've done ended up in Cabo San Lucas. And yeah, it's it's pretty much the same. Where you're you're on a lot of fast roads, you know, some whooped out stuff, but it's it's not the gnarly, you know, forty miles of sand loops <clears throat> like you like you get in the Baja One Thousand. Hmm. Right. So normally this race is a peninsula run uh-huh. and they had to make it a loop. Yeah. The, the state of Baja Sur, South Baja, wouldn't allow them to come in and race through because of the COVID. So that's another reason the entries were so low. Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Right on. Well, man, that sounds like a good time. Would you prefer the Nora or the, the Baja 1000 race if you had a choice to go? Or is that not something that you could choose? Want to do oh, them both? I like the Baja race better. I like, I like, uh, I don't like, you know, tucking and hauling butt down smooth roads. I'd rather run something kind of rough. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a, it's a hard one. I'd say for sure they're, they're so different. Um, but Chuck's right for, for the, for the racing part of it, like the Nora was super fast, uh, not, you know, not as technical and all that on the bike, but from, a an enjoyment standpoint, I, I mean, just five down five days down there on the bike doing, you know, a couple hundred or even 300 miles a day. I think most days we were finished up before noon. Uh, so from a, just a fun standpoint, really, really fun race. Or if you haven't been putting a lot of time on the bike and you're not quite ready for a, you know, a thousand miles in rough terrain in one day, then maybe start with a Nora, get your feet wet in Baja a little bit. Yeah. Or if you want to kind of almost tour Baja and just yeah. see all, you know, see, see the sights and see all those beautiful towns, those, you know, the towns that are on the ocean, it would be a good way to do that too. And, you know, you're, you're racing, but you know, you don't have to push real hard. Um, it, it's more of a good time. Right. Right. Um, I was, I was going to ask you something. Um, we got Eric's dog going nuts in here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh, oh, for the Nora is the Nora 1000. Is it just like a, is there a series or is it, um, just a one-time race? Well, it used to be a one-time race, but now, now they have a Nora 500 in the fall. I think it's in September. Um, but I haven't done that one yet. Oh, okay. So can you, if you did them both, you could get a championship with them or, or whatnot. You know, I think you probably could. I, I'm not okay. even sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, so what's next on your plate? Where, where are you going next? Uh, we're going to race the Baja Nevada uh, legacy race. Okay. That's uh about a week next away, week. isn't it? Yeah, next week. Yep. 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 And and then the best in the desert, hare and hound. Uh so back up in Tonopah, I think the following weekend. I believe so. The world championship hare and hound. Yes, yes, we'll be doing that. And then uh some local Moran stuff and, and then we'll probably do the Baja one thousand this year. Very cool. Very cool. Full, full plate for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can relate with that. <laughs> <laughs> And then, Steve, you said you teamed up with Gary Smith last last uh, year. Any yep. plans to get him back out there on your team? 
So I was actually uh, fortunate enough to get him back out for uh, Legacy's first race. They did the Laughlin this year, and it was single track, tight, technical. And uh, you guys know Gary Smith, own, owner of uh, Sportsman Cycle here in Vegas. He's big into the tight technical stuff, so I was able to get him back on the bike for that. And uh, we had a good time down there. And we'll see. Last time I talked to him, he's talking about doing the last dog standing, uh, which oh, is the same weekend as uh, Baja Nevada here. So. Yeah, we'll I think see. I've seen him post that or something. Yep. Yeah, he's looking for volunteers to, to go ride that with him. So <laughs> there um, you go, corn dog. Yeah, I'll be Get chasing. I'll be chasing Ashley at the Baja. Oh, Baja, there you go. Nevada. Yep. So yeah, I've known Gary a couple of years. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's actually my nephew, if you didn't know that. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, Gary's he, uh he's just a great guy. He he really helped out a ton. Uh well, really, since I started going there, and that's where I got the beta from down there. And then he supported me all of uh, my 18 season, even when I was on the Yamaha, did a lot of bike prep. And then, of course, all of 20 when we ran the championship together. Um, yeah. He did all the work on the bike, all the logistics, all that stuff. So, yeah, uh, awesome. yeah it really made it fun. Well, cool, guys. We appreciate you guys coming on and uh, looking forward to racing with you guys this next weekend at the Legacy Baja Nevada. Okay, well, it's a great time. Well, I'm on, Eric. I wanted to say congratulations on your uh, open expert win at the Silver State 300. And yeah, that's thanks, awesome. guys. good job. Yeah, good yeah, work. That. Thank you. Cl- that was a close one. To, congrats yeah. to Ashley on her good finish as well. All right. She's actually just dropped me off here. She's on her way to pick up a brand new bike. Oh, wow. Oh, what'd she end up getting? She got the Beta 390 RR race. Bike. Oh, good choice. Good so choice. My brother. My brother's on his way here from Georgia for Gary's wedding this weekend, and he yep. picked it up in New Mexico. It was hard to find one. We finally found one, so yeah, she'll like that bike. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. For yeah, thank me. you, guys. Good chatting with you. All right, we'll see you at the races. Okay. Sounds good. Care. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, you guys. You need oil for your bike? I got a promo code that's going to save you 25% on some of the market's best oils. It's Blood Lubricants. The promo code is DIRT. Go check those guys out at bloodlubricants.com. Get some premium racing oil to protect your machine. This stuff's awesome. Go check them out. All right, everybody. We had a couple special guests join us tonight in studio. Jason Beam and Michael Colch Collins. They're here to talk to you and us about the upcoming first annual POH Grand Prix, bringing it back to life. How you guys doing? Good, good. Thanks for having us on. Talk a little bit about what we got coming up. Can I take my mask off? I know we're in studio. <laughs> yes, I'm far enough please. Away. It's three feet, right? Please take your mask off, Coach. Yeah. Okay. No, nope, put it back on. <laughs> put it back on. <laughs> I want to look at that. Uh, anyways, well, Jason or Coach, who wants to go first? Tell us about what you got going on. Uh, well, um, <laughs> uh, it's been a lot of work. So me and me and Coach, who over a little over a year ago, um, just kind of exhausted some ideas of trying to put bring back kind of a fun race, kind of break the norm of. The regular desert racing that's been going on out here in southern Nevada and stuff, and we got a really cool historic town up here in Peoch. Um, 
just a tick over 6,000 foot elevation. A lot of trees, a lot of history up there. Um, Casey Folks, I believe, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I think back in the early 90s it had a Grand Prix up there for two, three years, I think. Um, I know the, the Bushwhackers Motorcycle Club 15, 16 years ago had the Grand Prix in town. I raced yeah. one in, uh, I think it was 2005, maybe six. I think it was 05. That's what And the Bushwhackers saying. started just on that street, just above the courthouse. Yep. And, and the started. Famous, the famous log section. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. I, ra I raced that one. I was an amateur. Yeah. <laughs> Coach was laying down telephone poles for everybody as we came by. Because a couple years before that, the Pioch had their big fire. Mm -hmm. And all these trees got, you know, cut down and knocked down and and I think the whole two weeks of the bushwhacker race I chose not to mark course I just had my four-wheeler dragging logs into this section and and Jason that. and J yeah. Jason's one of the famous ones I'm going to pull the video out of him coming through at the end and Dumping you know, it. he dumped it right in front of us, and you know, Dave Fry's giving him crap over the. <laughs> you raced that one, Jeff? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, I, I, you were riding. I think you said we started right there at the park. Yep. Raced yep. through town, a lot, a lot of fun, and yeah. so something that kind of stuck in my mind over the years, getting getting to do that and how fun it was, and just the family and everybody getting to see 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 their see their family members ride and see them come through quite often instead of you know a 40 mile loop where you you see them take off and only see them maybe at the finish so we wanted to bring it back we wanted to to fight the fight with the what we had to do with the town and county and blm and property owners and and again it's it's still coming off of covid so there are some places that we would like to race that we can't race i mean we're, we were really ultimately hoping that we could run down main street um, and state just hasn't opened that up yet for us to do that. But we, we, we took what we could and made the best that we could. And we want to make this an annual event. Um, we want to try to do this, this every year. It's no organization, no sanctioning body, no points, just fun. Just fun. And that is coming May 28th through the 30th, Memorial Weekend. Yeah, we're, we're three and a half weeks out. And it's been a year, <laughs> a year process to... To pull it off, and you know, we hope for good weather, which we're in that season up here, so should be good. We hope to see a bunch of people come up to kind of break the break the norm of the, the regular racing, and we split it up over two days, not not long days, so that people can enjoy the town and spend time with their family, and you know, be done before dinner each day. And mm -hmm. um, we went back to the old school way of doing it too, of did just your basics expert amateur novice and you know we have a vet class over 40 over 55 uh, women's the hooligans the hooligans are coming this year um, got a big interest from them with a guy named Tony Parent with Allied Racing out of Austin Texas who is putting up um, some really good purse money for the hooligans and uh, their goal is to bring you know 20 plus of those guys up here which is, I think, a lot of people have seen they've been running the National Heron Hounds and some other races, mm -hmm. and their 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 class and that the whole idea that concept is growing too. So we kind of thought that would be fun to bring them in. That is cool, and then also a team race as well. Right? Yeah, Saturday doing a team race, and this me and Coach have 
laughed <laughs> many a times, but we wanted to be creative with it. And so we, we broke it up to where uh, the pro has to team up with a novice and expert can only team up with an amateur or a novice. Amateur can team up with an amateur or a novice. Novice can pretty much team up with anybody. So just to kind of make it fun, um, you know, not just get the two fastest guys out there and go out there and smoke everybody, you know, or whatever, and just kind of make it. And, th and then the back side of that is, the interesting side of that is, how you finish on your team race on Saturday determines where you start on your race on Sunday, if you're racing both races. Is it a team race on Sunday you're qualifying for, or that's where you start? No, team races on Saturday, but how you finish in the team race on Saturday, the people that race the team race on Saturday will start ahead of the people that didn't race the team race on Saturday. Yeah. In so you, Sunday's race, in your class. In your whatever. class. So you're looking, you're looking at the Le Mans-style race, you know, the, the Steve McQueen 24 hours at Le Mans, where they, you know, they stage them in lines and... So here we go. We got the front row of, you know, the guys that did well in the team race, and then you got somebody that didn't team up. They'll be they'll be a little bit farther back. So if you're yeah. the novice that that teamed with the pro that won the team race, just say for example, overall, that novice starts first in his novice race on Sunday. We'll have first pick on the line. You know, yeah, he, that's cool. You know, you get to pick. You do you want to be dead center in the middle, like at a motocross race, or do you want to be on the inside? You know, coming to the turn, it's asphalt start. Better start practicing out in the street. <laughs> uh, asphalt start, you know, and then coming into an asphalt turn, uh, and then we we hit right into the famous uh, Slaughterhouse Canyon, and jumping into the hills of Pioch, which is, you know, some of the best mines you know we've seen in nevada you know and we all know the history of pioch you know one time they were talking about you know pioch was the largest city in the state of nevada mm -hmm. you know and so hitting the old mines uh you'll you might want to take your you know camera with you to stop it, and take pictures we've been around the course it's it's a uh the big bike loop is approximately about 10 miles the minis is right around eight, I think, and then the pros, uh, the big, the pro, the final race on Sunday, race number eight, the pro and expert race. Uh, we have a couple sections where they'll cut off, and they're they're a little closer to a twelve mile loop, and the little things where they cut off on. Again, nothing stupid, nothing, you know, technical where you got to ghost ride your bike up a mountain or anything like that. It's all just really fun. We've we've honestly only been around the course twice. I would I'd say maybe twice, and every time we're just people are going to want to stop and take pictures. It's fun. We race around th around the old buildings and um, run down the highway for half a mile down the highway. So put the speed trap up, yeah, you know, and put a speed trap up and do a prize maybe for the fastest speed on the speed trap. You know, who could get the, <laughs> who could get the top speed mm -hmm. by the radar gun, you know, and just, you know, having, making it fun, just like the team race, you know, for a big guy like me, this is my perfect team race. I can go pretty fast for 10 miles. And then I got to switch with my partner, you know. And, you know, you're going to do one lap switch, one lap switch, yeah. one lap switch. So it is about a 10-mile. Yeah, for, for Saturdays, for the big bike Saturday, it'll be 10 miles. Uh, your, your pit crew gets to see everything. Uh, we have a little section right by the pits that, 
you know, has them in and out of buildings, uh, chicanes, uh, horse corrals. Yeah, horse corrals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so they're going to see a lot and, you know, see a lot of action. And you're going to be back real quick, you know, even for Sunday's race. Mm-hmm. Uh, the peewee race, the, the little kids, mom and dad can be everywhere. You know, Ray are there watching and everyone else is going to be watching. They're just right yeah, there. Yeah, all that is is right there in town. So, you know, and so, spectator area. Yeah, so everyone can sit and watch and see those kids. And the reason why we went with the peewee race as individuals, let these kids go to the park and meet a buddy and go, hey, you want to be my teammate on, on Sunday? You know, and what an opportunity just to have fun. Yeah, yeah uh, so for, for, yeah, for the cool. minis, the minis can team with anyone. You know, you just, it's it's hard to, to, to gauge on, you know, how many novice minis or amateur minis are going to be there. Big bikes are a little more consistent, so we thought we would break the big bikes up and make it interesting for them to where, you know, it's choose your partner wisely. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're there to race for the money and the pros and stuff on Sunday, um, get yourself a good novice and that'll increase your chances at a better starting spot. And then in turn, it helps the novice in his race get a better starting spot. Um, you know, we get the, we're getting emails uh, about, well, how are you gonna know if my partner's a novice rider? Well, if you're an AMA, you got a card. Right. You know, and Moto Tally's got it. We can check results real quick. You know, anything, anybody has a question about somebody, we'll do it. It's all about fun. Once you get in the parameters of the race, you know, then you get, you get serious, but you know, find your novice rider. Uh, if they're not, if you can't prove who they are, then we might have to make a decision and say, oh, you're an expert, you know, but be ready to prove, you know, how we are. All the Moran guys, they'll have their card, you know, and the kids that are racing Moran and works and, you know, USRA, they they know who they are, and their their buddies will think them out before anybody else will. <laughs> it's just about having fun, you know. And I still today talk about all our Moran team races and stuff, and all those races. Getting a race with your buddy, you remember those over over a lot of the other races that I might have done real well at, but I had more fun racing with my friends and stuff. And, you know, we've we've got people calling us, telling us they've already booked up the RV park, you know, and and so... Really surprising is the the retired riders that have been coming out of the woodworks where it's been the more shocking thing, that they're just calling and saying, it's just it's so different. It sounds so fun, and I can bring my family up for the weekend, and you know. And so that, and that's again, that feels good because that's part of what our our goal was to do. It was to to just to, to a break from the norm. Yep. You know, come show up, big bike start at noon, you load up, you do eighty miles, and you go home. So, did you say that uh, they got to switch bikes and ride the same bike, or can they ride their own bike? You can you can you can switch bike if you want to share a bike or you can you ride your own bike and it's a wristband switch every lap you'll be allowed one crew pit crew member in the interchange area just to keep the congestion down and mm-hmm. and all that so that one person will be designated to pull the wristband off the rider coming in and put it on the wrist of the rider going out there'll be an area that we have designated for that right on so, and you know someone like me 
I got to have my heavy suspension or like you now, Eric, you're a pro now, you know, top expert at the last best in the desert race. But, you know, guys like their own bikes. Yeah. You know, yeah. lucky some, yeah. sometimes in the old days, yeah, I rode someone else's bike, you know, but you like your own bike. And so let's let these people ride their own bike. The pros can still ride their factory, whatever, you know, whatever they're sponsored by. Don't have to worry about that. Have fun with it. You'll get somebody that can help you with the wristband and we'll get it going and it'll be a lot of action in the, in the little change area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. That'll be fun. Yeah. So, and like I said, that was just kind of our point just to, to kind of break the norm, you know, bring, bring the fun events once a year. Um, our goal, like I said, is to have this as an annual event. Um, hopefully everything goes well with the town and, um, we're, it is what it is. You're not gonna have people that aren't that aren't happy with it. Um, you that's with anything. Happy. You can't. But we we went we went out of our way to really try to accommodate the town, um, so that we could get this back off the ground again, so that we don't have any issues this year. And then next year we can push the buttons a little bit harder and and try to do some things that we weren't able to do this year that we were really hoping we could do. But still, like I said, I, every time I go around it, I, I I can't stop smiling. You know, as being an old desert racer and and rider, it's just so fun. The, the roads up here are so fun. The fire roads, the um, the little two track trails, and um, getting to race around town and see your family every 10, 15 minutes when you come through the pits um, is you know is, is another thing too. About how long is not mileage but time? How how do you? So come on, I mean, you want my speed that was around there, you know. Well, no, uh, I'm asking when you're all on like, race day, hour, do they race for an hour? Oh, you're yeah. talking, okay, see, that's a good not, question. Not I thought time. you were talking how fast it's going to be, <laughs> like I'm recruiting right now for someone to be on my team. Yeah, coach, did you hot lap yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, um, each race is different for the different categories, you know, the novices and amateurs compared to the pros and the experts. Um, for example, the, the big bike team race on Saturday is two hours. Okay. Um, that should give everyone depending on their speed, should give them you know, a few laps in. And do they have to switch every lap? Yes, okay. switch every lap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't let the pro go out there and run. Seven run in a laps. row. Yeah. And then, All right, you and go then, one. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, you know, then it breaks down to where your, your, your standard big bike race on Sunday, which is, you know, the amateur novice race with the vet and women also is 90 minutes. So it just is kind of, we just gauge the time on the rider category, the skill level, uh, the minis, you know, for example. So that all of that is posted on our social sites, our Facebook and our Instagram page, which is POH, I believe it's POH underscore GP. Um, and all the information's on there, the team race information, all the races, there's four races each day. Um, has a breakdown of what those races are, the classes, novice, amateur, etc. I know it's a little bit different. We've had a lot of people asking questions just because it's not your standard I'm you know, third I'm 35 years old can I be in the vet class right. no <laughs> right yeah so, I know we've shared it a couple times on our social media and we'll do it again tonight uh, so yeah no awesome. I appreciate it and like I said I hope that everyone looks at it as a weekend to kind of get away and do two days of racing and come up and have some fun and change the norm of their normal stress of the races they're going to race for points and 
um, you know, on that on that level of stuff. Um, just uh, you know, get out and come do something a little bit different. Yeah. So, and you've got signups already open. Yeah, signups are open. Um, there's links on all of our social outlets. We have a website that's just about finished up. Again, a lot of this came late because we were waiting on some signatures approvals um, and approvals and we wish we could have got it all nailed down a little bit earlier and put all this out earlier but now now it's all a full green light and now it's a matter of, of here in the next three weeks trying to spread the word and but yeah you can pre-enter all the way up until 3 p.m. on May 28th and it's all done through Moto Tally and I think a lot of riders are familiar with that a lot of them will get to run their same numbers you have so. a pretty good turnout so far for online sign up? I think so. We had a little glitch in the beginning, but I think now that that's been corrected, everything, um, I've tried to check it every day, but yeah, it's... Is there a number scale, like for certain classes, you got to have a certain number, or is it run whatever you sign up as? No, coach can answer that. Yeah, you, 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 you run whatever number you have, you know, we'll give you... When it, you're going to have a transponder. Yeah, you're going to have the, the Moto Tally transponder, and, and remember, when you line up, those guys are all experts. You might, you know, see a dot somewhere that might be a vet expert or a woman expert, but it's expert, you know. Yeah, and that's you're you're not a you're not a two-stroke, four-stroke light, you know, anything yeah. like that. Here you go. You're you're racing against everybody you line up against on on the big bike race. Yeah. On, actually, it's not even really you can't even consider it a big bike race on on Sunday's race. Say for example, um, it's, it's two wheels. You know, um, it's run what you brung. If you feel like you want to ride a 125, you ride a one. But you, if you're in the expert race, you're lining up with all the experts. If he's on a 450 and you're on a 125, you're still racing expert. You just, it's kind of see how you fare in the expert class. You know, with all the other experts instead of just three in your over 25 class or whatever. This you're going to get a chance to kind of pair yourself up and see where you finish overall, which I think you do anyway in the results. But this way, you're out on the track at the same time and. You know, with just your all the amateur, your amateur, you're riding amateur. So eight, a kid on an 85 can ride the open race on Sunday if he wants, as long as he's, you know, two wheels and, you know, signs up and wants to do it. What are some names, if you can remember, that have already signed up? Any big names coming out? Um, I, on pre-entries, I, I mean, I, I've, I've talked to a few people. I think I know Axel Pearson's going to ride. Um who got one of our longtime number oneers that's kind of come out of the woodworks? Matt Gosnell is going to come up and ride a couple of races. Yeah, he um, called me. They're actually rented some <laughs> camping up at my park. <laughs> gotcha. So he's bringing a whole bunch. He's um, honestly, no, I don't know. I haven't really kind of taken the time to scroll through and see who has signed up or, or whatever. I've spoken to a few of them. I, I, I did hear back from Joe Wasson. I think he has a commitment that weekend at another race. So it's hard to tell. We just opened signups three days ago I think four days ago Saturday Saturday so yeah four or five days ago um, I did speak to Skyler Howes and he's he definitely would like to try to come up and ride it just depends on that Sonora rally I think which is a week or so before um, he's close lives in St. George so mm -hmm. it'd be a fun one for him uh, Kyle Tishner um, again hope, hope to see more we have a really good pro purse set up for these guys it's growing a little bit each day um, but I think as it sits right now, don't hold me to it, but if 
it goes the way it, the, the money sits right now. I mean, your first overall double A pro on Sunday could take home you know close to nine hundred dollars. Nice. You know, cool. um, so it just just kind of depends until these last few weeks on what other money we can we can kind of scrounge up for them. But we have pro payout for double A pro, vet pro, and women's pro. And then the hooligans have their own separate payout through Allied Racing, um, which is, um, gosh, again, not looking at the numbers right now, but they put up a couple thousand dollars for the hooligan guys to show up in a $300 prize for the top finishing Harley Davidson. Um, we had Chris Fry at Premier Glass out of Las Vegas step up and put a healthy chunk of money up for the AA Pro Race on Sunday. Uh, Aggie with Team Aggie has stepped up and put up some money for the vet pros and then um, myself with my local little uh, sandwich shop and ice cream place we're going to put up some money for the women's pro too so um, yeah try to give back a little bit and make it a little incentive for some of these guys to come out so if you're a pro out there and you're listening come up we got some money for you you're going to have fun um, we want to try to pay down as far as we can um, but again just depends on who comes and if you only get a couple of them show up, uh, you could be taking home a lot of money. <laughs> but um, that's that's part of it is to help draw some people, you know. And like I said, hopefully we get it off the ground this first year. We have no glitches, and next year can be even better. We got Oakley on board. They're gonna have a lot of product there for the race next year. They're they're if things go well, they'll step in and throw some money in for the pro stuff too. So again, ground level this year, get it going. <laughs> Learn a lot. We've already learned a lot with what we had to do with permits and property owners and stuff. So uh, next year, you know, we hope this year goes, you know, glitch free, and next year we can we can be back here talking about it and be even more excited. Yeah, that's awesome, Jason. I know we talked to you about a year ago, and uh, we had you on the podcast. Mm -hmm. You talked about maybe doing a one-off event, mm -hmm. and here we are. Here you we know, are. you're, yeah, you're putting it right. together and making it, it happen. Year, so yeah. that's pretty rad. Town of Pioch is awesome. Uh, They've Beautiful been, little mining town, yeah, lots of history. Too, and you know, from the county to the town, everyone has, has it's been overwhelming. They've really welcomed us to do this. So, yeah, make sure you guys find them on social media, mm -hmm. uh, Poch Grand Prix, and to spell Poch for those of you that don't know, it's P I O C H E, Poch Nevada. And then any questions, you know, Poch Grand Prix at gmail .com. You know, both of us jump on that quite a bit. But about entries, I can tell you there's more out-of-staters already signed up than Nevada people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we so got, we got the emails from, from Arizona to Utah, uh, California has, has been the big surprise for us. You know, so. so. And you're getting guys out of the woodwork that haven't raced in a while or, mm -hmm. or, or the family event. I'm the Matt Gosnell. I think, I think Matt might have a little sneak up there. I think he might pull his son to be his teammate you know <laughs> and as a father how cool would that be to race with your kid you know that so that is cool yeah yeah what's, you know, the, what's the vet class vet pro is it over 30 over 40 over 40 yeah see it there was, you go you young kids want to <laughs> get i'm 29 i'm almost 30 gary smith a, can i be mean, can man? i be a vet i got a, <laughs> I, I will say and i won't say any names but there has been a couple pros um that were very pretty significant back in in their time. Um, that are it looks like they're going to be riding, and I'll tell you, if they ride over forty pro, they could win overall. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, we just did it to kind of throw it out there and be, do something different. We would love feedback, obviously, after 
the race and kind of see what everyone thought of it and things that we could do different for next year. You know, we might add some different classes and you just got to kind of, like I said, get through it. <laughs> it's been a, been a year process of, of it. And so how are you guys doing as far as uh, manpower? You guys get everybody you need? I think so. Well, I mean, we, you know, yourself, Dave, with Ground Shakers have offered a little bit of help. We have the Bushwhackers, which a lot of them are based out of Pioch up there. We've got a handful of those guys that are going to help us. Um, the, the support uh, guys on the, the Pioch Fire Department, um, locals around that have been involved in racing and everything for a while. And then, of course, Coach here with all the people he knows through Moran, with, with the work that he does with Moran and their scoring. And um, I think we're okay. Um, <laughs> we'll know come race morning. But, yeah, it's a small loop. So, again, we don't have to spread people out. We don't, we don't have to have them drive out 35, 40 miles a day. Actually, the farthest point of the race course from the start-finish right there in town at the elementary school probably doesn't even go farther than a mile and a half wow. out it's everything races all right around town so right on guys well that's awesome good work putting this together um we'll help you promote it and, and well, thank you guys for having us out there and, that's, and giving us the opportunity to kind of put a little more information out there for people and you know like i said if you have any questions email us phgrandprix at gmail.com we've been really good about getting back to people and um, I hope to see some people up there. Yeah, get signed up, everybody. Come up to Pioch for the weekend. Anything Pioch else Grand you guys Prix. want to throw out there? Oh, heck yeah. You know, the average temperature Memorial Day weekend, I think Vegas tomorrow's today was like 99. We had snow three years ago on Memorial Day weekend in Pioch. Yeah, if it uh, all plays out right, it should be in the 60s. You you got to have a sweatshirt in the mornings yeah, in, nighttime, and in the nighttime. Cold. You know, you can't think, oh, it's going to be, you know, 60, 70 degrees. But when the, when the sun starts going down, it gets a little chilly. So it's going to be good. Get a good break, you know, and get out and have fun. Bring your side-by-side -side and go out for a ride after the race is over with the family. And, you know, we'll even send you places to go. Well, right on, guys. Appreciate you guys coming in and uh, looking forward to this Pioch Grand Prix. Thanks for having us. Thank you, guys. Thank you. This episode's race date segment is brought to you by our buddy Nate Adams at Recreation Tires. Nate has given us a promo code to pass on to you, our listeners. Go to rectires.com, and with every order, Nate will give you 10% off your purchase. Just type in Desert Dirt Biker at checkout. It's that simple. Thanks, Rectires. Okay, guys, we've come to the part of the show for race date segment. I'm going to do a quick one here. I left my notebook at home. I should say Ashley left it at home, and she's off running picking up her new bike. So she'll be back later. Anyways, race dates, May 12th through the 16th, Legacy, which is their Baja, Nevada. Starts in Alamo, Nevada. Finishes over there by Pahrump or Beatty, I believe. May 21st through the 22nd, Best in the Desert World Hare and Hound Championship. And that will be in Tonopah, Nevada. May 28th through the 30th, which is the Pioch Grand Prix. And we had them on the show tonight as our guest. Talked about that. 
hopefully we answered all your questions and if not make sure you go check them out on their social media poch grand prix or email poch grand prix at gmail.com april 4th through the 6th idaho city 100 brought to you by the boise ridge riders anyway ashley and i will be attending this race first time anyway we're pretty excited excited about that can't wait and let's see april 5th will be the moran race sponsored by the coyotes up in ely nevada and i believe that is round four anyways that will conclude our segment for race date segment see you at the races hey go check out the antlerchew.com they source organic fresh deer and elk antler dogs love to chew on antlers they're healthy they won't splinter and make a mess like other chews go check them out the antlerchew.com for discount code use promo code offroad all right everybody that's a wrap for the the show here we're gonna wrap things up and uh call it a night so we Thank you again for listening and tuning in. Um, the show just continues to grow, and we're ecstatic. We're super stoked about that. And I uh, just want to thank you all for listening, sharing this with your friends. Um, share share our posts for the show uh, on your social media, and then you know always feel free to hit us up on on our social media at the Desert Group Biker on. Instagram, Instagram and KDR on, on Facebook. Yeah, or a website. We need to get them T-shirts on. We have T-shirts, so if you guys want to buy a T-shirt, reach out to us. Um, we've been busy, haven't got it posted on the website like we said. Ashley says we need to take a picture of it, so we need to find somebody to pose in the shirt. There you go. <laughs> we'll work on that. But uh, anyway, so thanks to our guests tonight. It was kind of cool having somebody in studio again. We haven't had that in a while. Yeah, it was nice. Very cool. So having Coach and Jason in house. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Again, thank you all, and we'll maybe we'll see you at the Legacy Race um, this weekend or next weekend. Next sorry. Weekend. And then, um, or if not there, maybe at the uh, Pioch Grand Prix. So get signed up there, early signups, so you can get on the front line. Yep, yep. Very cool. All right. All right, guys. Have, Have a, good, a night. good night. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Desert Dirt Biker. Make sure you tune in next time.